All right, BradCooney.com. I'd like to welcome in to the program hip hop artists, uh, Big Rich. Big Rich, what is up? Thanks for joining us. What's going on, man? What's going on? How's everybody doing today? I'm doing good, man. I appreciate you coming on the show. Um, all right, so let, let's so we got a lot to talk about. You got you got some good things popping with your career. Um, I read through your bio, did some research on you. I checked out your video, which I thought was really good. I love that song. Um, Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, man, I thought it was good. I liked it a lot. Um, I read that you started performing music when you were 12. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I started performing music um, when I was in middle school. Um, in uh, eighth grade, I found out about a, a program called Hip Hop Music Maker. And it was a program that allowed you to take um, samples and sounds and configure them any way you want to create any type of song you want. And from that day forward, when I figured out, oh, man, I can make music without knowing how to play a piano or without knowing how to play an instrument, it just it, it was the start. It was the launch of it. From that day forward, I started making beats, and I started to understand rhythms, and I started to understand sound. And that was mm. basically the launch of my love for music. Yeah, man. It's good stuff. Now, one of the things that I learned, now, now truth be told, I'm, I'm a lot older than you, and I'm a... I'm, I'm, uh, my hip hop pretty much consists of like back in the day, man. I grew up in the in the in the eighties and the and and the, in the late seventies, early eighties. So Run DMC and Cool Mo D. I mean, I mean, some old hip, old school stuff was was popping when I. I'm from New York, so I was I'm up, I'm from the, about four, about forty minutes north of the Bronx. Um, so Run DMC okay. was Run DMC was really big. They just you know they kind of blew up all over the scene. Um, so so when you see where hip hop is today, from where it where it came from back in the in the late seventies, early eighties, where, where do you see it right now? Where do where do you see the genre of hip hop? How, how could you best explain it? Where, where is it at? How can I think the genre of hip hop is at just <clears throat> fun right now. It's mm -hmm. just. I, I believe the hip-hop genre is that fun right now. All the artists, a lot of artists that are really successful these days and that are that are blowing up, they just, they're they just having fun. Their music, their music not, a lot of their music don't have a lot of meaning to it. And they, they express in themselves, and they're just, you know, they're, they're, they're set, they said oh, they just should have fun. Back then, it was it was uh, it was an experience. It was a life. It was like when you listen to something, you got something out. When you mm -hmm. listen to music, you got something out of it. Whether it was a story, whether it was a lesson, whether it was experience someone went through, it's like no one is putting real reality into music anymore. Mm -hmm. So right now, uh, in hip hop reality, you know the reality of hip hop doesn't stand. Everything is just fantasy and fun. The reality has been taken out of hip hop. So I feel like that's what's really missing. Reality. You know, positive energy, more emotion. Mm. So, like, that's what's missing out of hip hop today. Yeah, you know, and, and, and just like any other genre, hip hop's evolved over the years. Um, it's had no, its it ups. Does. It's had its ups. It's had its downs. Rock and roll, same thing. Same thing with most genres of music. It, it, it evolves over time. And I remember the the time when the East Coast West Coast thing was going on. You know, the whole you know the East Coast and was talking smack and actually there was some violence even broke out with, with of course you know we all know what happened to Tupac and we, we, we God rest his soul but but hopefully that's past us is, is that pretty much past us you just mentioned about positive energy which is great I, I like to hear that is that whole west coast yeah, against so the east coast like thing that, done that era of hip hop that era of hip hop is 
hip hop when it comes to that the area you're speaking about when it was East Coast versus West Coast when when at, it, it was actually happened at the Source Choice Awards when Suge Knight had um kind of disrespected the New York in a way. Yeah. And uh yeah, Snoop Dogg all of them was on stage and everything. So that that kinda now it's like it's not really violent in hip hop. It's not really beef in hip hop where you know, as a you know, where there's, there's a bunch of tension between this side and that side. It's not really that. Yeah, you have individual beef, but that's that's life. Everybody yeah, has drugs sure, every sure. now and then. But other than that, I don't I don't think it's it's crazy. You know, it's the violence is into it like it used to be. Like I said, right yeah. now, just think right now, it's just it's lacking. It's lacking realness. It's lacking emotion right now. But not not violence. I wouldn't say violence is in hip hop right now. Yeah, man. I remember when NWA hit the hit the scene. Of course, Ice Cube and um, you talk about emotion. And there was there was a whole lot of meaning. They, those guys were they had messages, man. I mean, they 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 really <laughs> they they were they yeah, had that's business. They, that's where they got the that 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 thing in reality rap from was NWA when they when they start telling you about. You know, being a dope man and being living in those neighborhoods and going through those things and yeah. how being treated by the police right. and everything. So it's like they was allowing people to to see their life mm -hmm. through music, and people fell in love with it. They were so popular because they was able to tell stories. They was able to use words and give you a visual performance. Yeah. So yeah, back in those NWA was a, a big impact. Had a very big impact when it comes to reality. Like I was saying. Reality music, what they told you, you know, the reality of what's yeah. going on. Yeah, that's why I brought it up because that was a good point you you you, you were making, and NWA came to my mind. I mean, those, those they had a message and they delivered it, man, forcefully. Oh you know? yeah, I try to do that in my music. With my music, I like I, I want to bring the positive energy back to it. It's like the the, the energy and the atmosphere. Yeah, it's fun, and you know, I want to bring positive energy. I want to bring storytelling. I wanted to bring lyricism. I wanted to bring yes, lyrical artists, but like what's really thriving right now is not that. You know, I want to bring something different. You know, I look at myself as like a moderate heavy D. If I'm like heavy D, will be back in the old days. Like, yeah. I'm actually a big guy. I actually put on a stage show. I actually dance. I actually perform. I actually nice. have dancers. I don't get on the stage and just hold the microphone and stand there and rap to you. I actually get up there and put on an actual show. Yeah, you entertain. So heavy D was an entertainer. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I'm definitely entertaining, and it's yeah. like um um I try to. That's what I want to bring back to it. Bring entertainment back. Like, so when you get up there, you're not just looking at somebody bounce around and, you know, party or cups in their hand or something like that. You actually come and actually see a show or you actually hear somebody rapping. You actually hear somebody telling a story. You actually see a visual to what's mm -hmm. going on. Yeah, I love that, man. All right, so uh, in, in, in other research I've done on you preparing for this interview, man, kudos to you. I saw you got a college degree, college educated went to school, did your thing in school, and then you use your college to, to, to kind of, well, you landed a job with Google, um, and talk about, I want you to talk, I want you to talk about, about how that helped you, about how getting the degree, the education, and landing that job with Google, how did that help you with your music career? It helped me in a, a major way. It honestly gave me my finances to really step, to, to really give myself a nice leap. Um, Everything, I kid you not, it, it was all a blessing. Um, uh, my very last day of uh, school is actually the last day I was moving out of my apartment. 
um, when I graduated, I had an internship with the state of Missouri. And then after that, they ended the internship. So I actually didn't have a job when I actually graduated. Mm-hmm. And a friend contacted me and was like, Google is doing contract. Uh, Google are doing or hiring um, new people on, for yearly contracts. I was like, oh, yeah? And I didn't believe it. I'm like, Google is not in Missouri. Come to find out, actually, Google was in Missouri. Mm-hmm. And they were doing a project in Kansas City, Missouri. So I actually applied for it. And they actually... So I did, did a great interview and they hired me on. And I told myself once I graduated from college, I would actually get back into music. So I was actually started to make money working for them as a data analyst. Nice. And I used all that money to kickstart my business, pay for studio time, pay for everything I needed to pay for. Google, that, that money I made working for them gave me a big opportunity to, to step forward within the music game itself when it comes to wanting to be an independent artist, wanting to do it myself, wanting to build my own company. It gave, helped me gain those finances I need to make that happen. Man, that, that, that's just so uplifting, man. Um, there, there's a lot of people that have to, you know, hustling drugs and stuff like that, the hip-hop artists, to... to, to to try to make it big, you know what I mean? I'm not trying to knock them, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to judge people, but it's a breath of fresh air to hear somebody like you did it the right way, who, who, who went to school. You know, not everybody has the opportunity to go to school. That's why I want to be careful. I don't want to judge people. But it's nice to hear your story. It's nice to hear somebody who went and got the degree, got a job, and you use that job to propel your career and to pay for your career. Oh, yeah, man. It's, it's, it's a lot of people choose different ways to do it. For me, like I, said, I, I actually came up in a very dangerous neighborhood, very bad neighborhood, and I over, you know, I, I, I did. I was the first person in my family to graduate from college. I time to have a bachelor's degree in computer science. So it's like, for me, I had to do it. It was self-driven. You know, it wasn't a lot. I didn't really have a, a model, you know, someone to, to really follow in their footsteps, per se, Exactly. It was a, so I, I, it took me a lot to, to really put myself through that, but it's possible. And I want to show my nieces and nephews that are going to come behind me that it is possible. If you work hard, you can do whatever you want to do. And I think college was the, one of the best decisions I've ever made because it taught me business. It taught me how to interact with different people, how to interact on different levels, how to interact professionally, how to handle business, how to handle finances. College taught me a lot of that. And I took that education I had gotten and I put that into my, you know, put that knowledge into music. And that's what helped propel me. So, yeah, college is, you can definitely go to college and be successful in music and work hard at it. All right, man. So let's talk about Fat Boy Roll. I want to know the backstory. Talk about this this cut, Fat Boy Roll. Fat Boy Roll. So Fat Boy Roll is uh, it's a dance. It's, it's a really cool dance. It's a song um me and my friends uh, back in college, we was dancing to the uh, the Soldier Boy snapping room, mm-hmm. and I couldn't quite get it. Me and my friend Ira couldn't quite get it. We big guys, so we just started <laughs> rolling. And, <laughs> so we started doing this little roll. We're like, you know what? We're going to call that the fat boy roll. <laughs> so we started doing this dance, and it was like we just started rolling through the fat boy roll. So I'm like, hey, when I get through with school, I promise you I'm making this roll called Fat Boy Road. And then I'm going to do this dance, and it's going to be crazy. The world's going to love it. And I literally, when I graduated, I, I one of the Fat Boy Road was one of the very first songs that I actually, when I finally started getting established and, and getting everything going with producers and understanding how to, you know, work with producers and things like that, Fat Boy was one of the first songs. I had one of the first beats I ever got created for me. I actually paid for a professional producer to take oh, care of nice. me. Oh, nice, nice. So, it, it's me 
told myself I wanted to do something different. I didn't want to do the, the normal route. I actually started working with kids. I started um, yep. going to the Demetrius Johnson Center here in St. Louis and started helping the kids out. I taught the kids how to do the fat boy role. Uh, they had a pool party at one of the big pools here, and the radio station was there. It was like 300 kids, all of them doing the fat boy role at the pool. That's it great. was like... It was just amazing to see just a sea of people doing my dance. And I'm like, oh, man, this is, it's just, it's been a great experience to build up and give back and to see that this dance and this song can actually uplift people and make people feel good. You can't do the fat boy role and be angry at all. Yeah. At all. You know, you know, your story reminds me a little bit of Pharrell Williams when Pharrell Williams wrote the song Happy. I saw, I saw, you know what song I'm talking about? That song Happy by Pharrell Williams? Yeah, yeah, another song Happy. I, I saw an in, uh, interview he did with Oprah um, a few years ago, and while he was being interviewed, Oprah told him to look at the monitor, and, and she showed like three or four clips of how the song Happy has positively impacted like whole schools and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of students across the country. And man, Pharrell started crying, man, like, like tears of joy. But he didn't realize yeah, the impact man. that that song had on people. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it was a very powerful song. I, it was, it was awesome. I, I've seen that. I actually seen the interview. So it, yeah, it's a very powerful song. So I use that, and I try to bring positive energy like that. That's right. That, that, to, that's uh, why I brought that up. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's why I wanted to make that comparison because your your story about Fat Boy Roll and how you were watching all these kids having so much fun doing the Fat Boy Roll. And it's your creation. You created that song, so you brought all that joy. You brought all that positive energy to them kids for for, for however long that, that that moment lasted. It's still it was your creation. So that's why I wanted to compare. You know, the same thing with that that Pharrell Williams did. Oh yeah, man. man. I, I just try my best to be pot, put positive energy in everything. I, I I try my best to do something different, and I try my best to make sure that. Anything, any music you listen to, any video you look at, you actually take something from it. You don't just, it doesn't, I don't just take your time that you used to listen to it. I want to make sure you walk away with it, whether it's a smile you walk away with or an uplifting you walk away with. Mm. It's going to be something positive and you're going to walk away with something. Yeah, man. All right, so also now I had, I didn't see this show, but I read that you were on a, a, a TV show from on the BET channel called One Shot. Um, Mm -hmm. Tell me about this show. Um, what, what's the show? What was it about? Because I didn't, I didn't get to see it. So I want, I'd like to know what is the, what, what the show is about, and how did you end up on the show? So the show is, it was a show uh, that was created by Mike Smith and, and Crooked Eye, King Crooked, um, and it was a show where we were competing for a hundred thousand dollars in the record deal. Mm. So we actually, how it came about. A fan, I had a fan that was actually in Chicago. He reached out to me on Facebook. And he was like, hey, Big Rich, they're doing a TV show here in Chicago called One Shot. In order to get on, you got to submit a 16-bar video. And I was like, dope. And he was like, he reached out to me, but like, can you send me a video so I can submit it for you? I was like, sure. So I, I had uh, my friend help me make a video. I made a video. I sent it to him, and I also submitted it myself. Two days later, I got a call back from one of the producers of the show. Oh, wow. and they would like me to come up to Chicago to audition in person. So from there, I went to Chicago. Um, it was actually my birthday weekend. Uh, my birthday weekend in 2015 is when they actually held the audition. The TV show didn't air until 
Chicago. Crazy cold. <laughs> yes, in Chicago, negative eleven windshield, yeah. and the line was like four blocks long, oh three to God. four blocks long. Five thousand people showed up, and I didn't show up. Believe me, I, I showed up when the line was already three blocks long. Oh, man. <laughs> so uh, once we made it in, we made it. Make it once you make it in, you had to audition in front of um, uh, a representative, and that rep told you if you was able to go on TV or not. So in the midst of me rapping for that representative, like eight bars into my 16, tell me to stop. Like, you definitely go for it. I want you to be on TV. So I went to the camera where the cameras were, and I performed 16 bars for them. They also stopped me. Before I even finished my 16 bars, I was like, you got it. You definitely got it. Nice. I was like, okay. I was excited. As soon as I walked from there, they gave me a phone call and was like, Big Rich, you made top 50. Uh, so out of the 5,000, they cut 5,000 down to 50. From the top 50, they cut 50 down to 6. When we was performing, the top 50 was performing, we performed in front of Crooked Eye, Mike Smith, and King Tech. And we performed in front of them twice because the competition was so crazy. We only supposed to perform once, but we had to perform twice for them to actual pick, actually pick. So I made it to the top Sixth out of five thousand people. Yes, yes, top six out of five thousand. That's insane. I am extremely good when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to music and it comes to bars and it comes to lyricism. Like I am, I have a way with words and uh, I can do some very creative things. So yes, I definitely made the top six. I probably, if I was the artist that I am today, I would have easily went all the way in that competition. Yeah, that's how life is. Life is your crew the wisdom, and you know, and then you look back. Dang, I wish I, I wish I would have known that, you know, five years ago, ten years ago, whatever. That's how it is in life, man. Oh yeah, and you know, and I, I take that, I take those lessons. You know, I take losses as lessons. Sure. But that was just a lesson. Hey, be better prepared next time around. So this time now, I stay on top of it. Now I'm always ready. If I reach out for something, I got an opportunity coming. I all, I always prepare myself even harder ahead of time to make sure I get out there and I represent my brand well. There you go, man. All right, a couple more things for you before I let you go. Um, all right, let's talk about this other track, That Fly... Oh, no, 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 That Fat Fly Dude. That Fat Fly yeah. Dude. Um, give me the backstory yeah, that, of that, that track. That Fat Fly Dude is the new single that I just released. Um, right now, I, I 
wanted to do something positive. I wanted to do the biggest, beautiful movement. And part of that biggest, beautiful movement, I'm a big guy. And sometimes they, you know, a, a lot of big guys or big people, they have like low self-esteem and low confidence. And I wanted to be that that motivation, that confidence, that that that, that inspiration. So when I came up with that fat fly dude, and you know, I want, I'm, I'm a big guy. I'm fly. I dress very well. Yes, I am a big guy. I carry myself where I handle business. I'm a professional. So when you see it, you see it's like, you know, big is beautiful. I want people to embrace that. So I created a song, and I made, I took the song, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give them an amazing beat. It's not just going to be hip-hop. I'm going to put a mixture in. I had an EDM to it. So it's hip-hop and EDM. Yeah. And then also from there, I was like, I want to be lyrical. But at the same time, I want them to enjoy the song and have fun. So instead of rapping crazy fast like I'm able to, you know, I slowed it down a little bit. And I hopped a little bit more. And I expressed myself. And I kept it comical. You know, but at the same time, while I was comical, I kept it lyrical. Mm -hmm. To where you're like, whoa, like that wasn't easy to combinate like that. Yeah. <laughs> it was comical, it was funny, but it wasn't easy. So I took that, and then I just put a bunch of energy into it. I feel like music is missing energy today. And I'm so passionate about what I do and the things that I do. And I'm just, I put that passion into that song, and it came out wonderful. Yeah, it really did. Um you can see it. You can feel it when you listen to it. There's a lot of passion, a lot of fun, a lot of positive energy. You know, one thing I learned about about hip hop. Um, I've been doing podcasts for years. I've probably done probably thirty, forty thousand podcasts in my career, different interviews, different genres. But whenever I talk to hip hop artists, um, the one thing I learned about hip hop, especially looking at the people who don't like are not hip hop fans, um, people who may criticize hip hop. They don't realize that hip hop is not easy. It's you have to have talent to do it. Not anybody can just wake up and be a hip hop. It's, not anybody can just rap. Oh yeah. It's 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 a science. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it takes <laughs> it's a craft. And I also learned that there's more intricacies involved in hip hop. It's not a, it's not about just rhyming. I learned about different mm -hmm. flows and changing up your flow. Um, there's like oh, so yeah. many different things. Is, it's a very, it's a, it's, it's a very complex thing that you right. can do. That's why, that's why the artist, if you, you know, even though there's probably a million rappers out there, there's only a handful that are major that, that actually profit from this. Just, right. But it's like when you think about those major styles, no one really sounds alike. You hear about us, like, oh yeah, this is Migos style or this is this type of style. But these different type of styles, sometimes artists create them. Like some like the amigos have that hop, like mm -hmm. the, they have that. It's a hop type of hop sound, right, right. but it's 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 complex. In order for it to sound good and to make it your own, it's kind of like putting that puzzle piece together that has no pictures. You can create whatever you want, but you have to make it your own if you want to be yeah. successful. It's a great point, you know. And and, and you use, if you use that point. It made the comparison into like rock and roll, like guitar, like guitar players. They call it a, they call it a signature. So like when you hear a Jimi Hendrix song, right away you know it's Jimi Hendrix. You, you, you just hear his style. Same thing with Eddie Van Halen. Like Eddie Van Halen, when you hear a Van Halen song, you know that's Eddie Van Halen. You know that style. And I think the same thing with hip hop. When you hear a Tupac, boom, you know it's Tupac right away. He's just got that unique. Exactly, and, and that's exactly what it is. Yep. But that brand, that, that signature, that voice, that style, 
you you have to own it. You have to make mm-hmm. it your own. And yep. you have to dominate it. You just can't like T Pain came out with Auto Tune. Everybody started, you know, of course Zap and a couple other people used Auto Tune first, but in the hip hop world, T Pain grabbed it, embraced it, and made it his own. Yep. So a lot of other people start mimicking it. But everybody like, ah, you sound like T Pain. Everybody compare it to T Pain because he took it. He embraced it, mm-hmm. and he made it his own. What, what do you attribute to Eminem's success? Do you think it's a multitude of things? Because he had his own sound, too. He was definitely... Yes, and look, I, I, I would say Eminem's success was a multitude of a bunch of, a bunch of different things. When Eminem took off, yeah, Eminem extremely talented. Oh, he's a monster. Yeah. Oh, I, I respect him 100%. I respect this man. And when he came out in a time where where hip hop was struggling, where it was it was a whole bunch of violence in it, it was a whole bunch yeah. of danger in it. Eminem came up, he was lyrical enough to stand on his own and he had a creative support backing that believed in him. Because at that time hip hop was uh it was you know, it was a it was a different type of culture back then. It wasn't mm-hmm. a lot of Caucasian rappers in hip hop and they was like Eminem, then you know they're like this guy is gonna come in and do hip hop and the reality is Dr. Dre believed in that. Yeah, I actually Dr. Dre, yep. studied the, 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 document, the documentary on that, on how Eminem actually made it. I actually did my research on that. I, I consider, I like to research how people became sure. where they are. It helps me understand what's necessary for me to do to be successful. That's smart. So I actually researched, it's funny you ask, I researched Eminem. And Dr. Dre, actually the record label, Interscope, they didn't even want Eminem. They actually was like, no, we don't, we, you know, let's not do this. And Dr. Dre went on the limb and was like, no, I'm putting everything behind Eminem. And they came in, and the first track they ever worked on together was My Name Is. <laughs> Dr. Dre played the track Eminem started rapping saying, hi, My Name Is, like, oh, yeah. second after the beat started. So it was like, classic. the chemistry, they built a friendship. Yeah. And that was a classic, too. You know, Dr. Dre, that's the, oh. that's why he's a genius in music. I mean... Oh, exactly. Because Dr. Dre, he's definitely one of them guys that, that embraces emotion, embraces feeling, embraces the movie. That's what's up, man. All right, two more things. I want to talk about Big Rich, the mixtape volume two. Tell everybody where they can get okay. that. And also, I wanted to... And after that, talk about some of your inspirations. Who, who inspires you in music? I'm going to be releasing that in March. Yep. Volume one is actually already out. It's uh, it's on that piff. You can find it on that piff, uh, that piff dot com. Volume one is already out. Uh, volume two is is a, a better is that rebranding. Remember I told you after that competition, I came home yeah, and yeah, I rebranded yeah. myself. And volume two shows you that rebranding, kind of an inspiration. I have nieces and nephews that are that are young, and they are like huge fans of my music. And one of the one of my popular songs on my first mixtape is How Much, and it actually got some profanity in it. Uh, it kind of opens up with a lot of profanity. Yeah, yeah. And my little niece loved that song. And as I see her listening to it, I was like, Oh my god, <laughs> I gotta do better. I gotta do better. Yeah. It was like it was so. It was a, it, it was a, a heart touching thing for me because it's like this is my little niece. Like this is I'm listening to this. And I'm like, if I don't want her listening to it, I have to be a better role model. So I cleaned up my music. I started cleaning up. I stopped using the N-word. I stopped cussing. Good for you. You know, so in this second mixtape, you're going to get that. You're going to get clean. You're going to get emotion. You're going to get me. You're going to get a better side of me. You still 
getting lyrical. I'm actually, I do more than just write hip hop. I actually write R&B also. On nice. my second mixtape, I actually have a couple samples of actually R&B songs on that that I actually quote, and I have different people, different people to come in and, and sing for me. So I'm really, this, that's why I like Big Rich, the mixtape volume two. I like my, my projects that I put out are always going to be unique to me. So the next, the next mixtape is going to be volume three. <laughs> you know, it's going to be my, my adventures. It's going to be my life. It's going to be me. You know, the, you buy into the brand. You buy into Big Rich. And I have a story to tell, and I have a, a creative product that can be uplifting when you listen to it. I'm going to give you my struggles. At the same time, I'm going to inspire you. You know, I'm going to give you honesty. I'm going to give you real. I'm going to give you drama. I'm going to give you exactly what you're looking for, but I'm going to give it to you my way. Man, how uh, how can anybody not root for you, man? You're an inspiring guy, man. <laughs> man I, I kid you not. I, I try to I try to tell anyone it's like it's it's I I, I you know it's like to my own horn, but I like to work really hard to try to be amazing. Yeah, man. And it ain't that that I'm I'm trying to portray something. I'm not. No, I work really hard to be amazing so I can help other people. Everything that I do, and don't get me wrong, I, I want to do it for myself. But the reality, I, I, I really want to do it for everyone else. I want to do it for my nieces and nephews can see yeah. that a lot of hard work can get you where you want to be. When my fans listen to my music, I want them to listen to my music and I want them to be like inspired. I want them to take my words and I want them to better themselves. Opportunities like this. And I'm, I'm a personable artist. If a fan reached out to me or a fan asked me a question or a fan needed some help, like I'm the type of artist, I'm going to do what I can to be there because that's just a good person in me. So I just, I just give it back. I put into the world what I want out of it. You know, I, I'm the type of person, I walk up to a homeless person and give them money to help them out. Not not caring, oh, this person's going to go spend it on alcohol. That's not what that's for. I did that because I want to do something positive. And hopefully that person will do something positive for someone else. As long as we keep putting positive out there, we can get positive back. Positive will come back to you if you keep putting it out there. So that's why I'm putting out there. Big Rich as a person, as a movement, as a brand, as a business, it's positive. Actually, my business have a, a slogan, and my slogan is, it's just good business. I want my brand to be next to Apple, next to Windows. I want it to stand up there, and I want it to stand strong. And when people are like, you ever did business with Big Rich? Like, yeah, it's really good business. Like, you have no reason not to work with that guy. That guy is amazing. And it's because I aim to be. I work hard to be that, and I handle my business professionally. Man, he's that fat fly dude, man. You got to work with him. <laughs> got to work with him, Big Rich. Definitely. Man, well, look, I enjoyed this, man. I really had a lot of fun talking to you. You're, you're really an inspiring guy, man. Um, I wish you nothing but man, the best. Thank you. I greatly appreciate it. Yeah, man. But before I let you go, I want to give you an opportunity to share with all the people out there listening to this podcast where they can find you, where they can follow you on, on your social networks, uh, your, your websites. So the microphone is yours. Okay, great. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at BR314, Facebook, Big Rich, Twitter, Big Rich314, SoundCloud, Big Rich1, um, and YouTube is Big Rich. But if you can save all of that by going to my website, BigRich.com, that's B-I-G-G-R-I-C-H. So remember, it's not B-I-G, it's B-I-G-G-R-I-C-H.com. BigRich.com. Yeah, I can go there. You can see the video to that Fat Fly Dude. You can download Fat Boy Roll in, uh, in that Fat Fly Dude. And actually, I even got it set up on my website. 
you don't even have to pay for it. You can have the option to pay whatever you want or you can get it absolutely free. So go to the website, download it for free if you don't have it. If you want to support it, support Big Rich. All of it goes into positive music. Uh, but yeah, follow me on there. And also for my website, you can reach all of my social media. SoundCloud, you can reach that Piff and get the mixtape. It's free music you can download. Videos of me working with the kids. Videos me in the studio. Actual real professional videos and pictures. You can check all of that out at BigRich.com.